Today we want to go on to part two of Don't Go MIA. Don't go missing in action in this times of crisis. For the Singaporean man, it would be more like don't go AWOL. Absent without leave. Amen? So during this pandemic crisis, and, and it could be followed by an, an economic crisis. Some people are suffering financially as well. So lives and livelihood. Listen, this is an opportunity for us Christians to do good, to be the good. It is an opportunity to let our light shine. So in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, the Bible says this, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, which is now, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. People in our church, but also anyone and everyone. It is an opportunity in this ordeal that we are going through. So let me summarize for you part one, and then we're going to talk a little bit more. We say principle number one, in crisis, our absence is louder than our presence. In a crisis, our absence is loud. Our silence is loud. So don't be silent. Don't be absent. Don't go MIA. Instead, go LIA. Love in action, not missing in action. So that is why I said, thank God I married Lear, not Mere. Amen. Principle number two. In crisis, make our presence felt. Especially in crisis, our presence is even more felt. And therefore, we must take this opportunity. People remember those who were there for them, and people also remember those who were not there for them. So let me show you in the Bible first. So let's do a Bible study. How many of you miss like Bible study? Okay, Matthew 25, verse 34 to verse 40. And it says here, then, let me read this, it's a long verse, all right? Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. And don't miss this, verse 35. Jesus says, For I was hungry, you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and yet you invited me into your home. I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And verse 37, now the righteous ones reply. It's very interesting. They said this. They say, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? I mean, it's like, you are God. You are Jesus. When were you ever hungry? When were you ever thirsty that we gave you something to drink? Or, or a stranger that, that we showed you hospitality? Or naked that we gave you clothing? When did we ever see you sick? Or in prison and visited you? And then the king will say, I tell you the truth, 
when you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Powerful. When we help someone who is suffering, who is hurting, we are also helping Jesus. You see, it's very interesting. Jesus remembers the people who helped him. Jesus says, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me. Jesus remembers clearly the people who help the suffering and the hurting. But what was even more interesting is that the righteous ones, the Christians, they did not remember. They had forgotten. They said, Jesus, when did we help you? I don't remember helping you. I don't remember helping the poor. We help so many people, we don't even recall a specific incident that we help you. Lesson one from this parable. When you receive, don't forget. But when you give, don't remember. When we receive, don't forget. Always be grateful. But when we give, don't remember. Don't be calculative. That's the first lesson we can learn from this parable. Ready for lesson two? Let's go on. So now we're in verse 41 to 46, all right? Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, you didn't visit me. And then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or naked or, or stranger or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refused to help the least of these of my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment and the righteous will go into eternal life. Don't miss this. Jesus remembers those who helped and those who didn't. In the first portion, Jesus remembers those who helped him. In this segment of the parable, Jesus remembers those who refused to help. So you got to understand this. Jesus was living vicariously through the people who are suffering through the people who are hurting. Jesus is identifying with them. Jesus empathizes with them. Jesus puts himself in their shoes, walked where they walked, hurt where they hurt. Jesus is with the hurting. Jesus is with 
the suffering. And that is why he can say, I understand. I sympathize and empathize. And that is why also he can say, in the days of judgment, he can say, I know that you refuse to help. Jesus remembers those who helped and those who refused to help. So lesson number two, people remember who helped them and who didn't. In a crisis, they remember that. Amen? And that is why, listen, as a church, we must help. As Christians, you've got to understand this is an opportunity. This is a test that God puts before us. This time, this season, is not a time to just say, oh, I wish it will be over. Let me get it over with. Yes, we may feel that way, but this is also a time where God places us in positions, in your families, in your schools, in your workplaces, for you to help. That's why as a church, you know, we have been helping as much as we can. Our HCS, our Heart Community Service, we gave out $170,000 to 144 uh, people or families who need, needed help. Young people, students. And this is on top of our usual help already. You know, usually every month we give out uh, uh, sums of money from our SOF, Scholarship and Opportunity Funds, to help all these uh, students who needs, right? But in this season, we step it up. And at this point, I also want to commend that you guys are remarkable because these money come as extra donations from all of you. I mean, you guys are tithing and you're giving and you're giving to the, the BF, but on top of that, now you are giving to help the needy. And, and I really want to commend you for your generosity. And I say this, and it's biblical, Jesus remembers. Nobody may know, nobody might remember. We don't put a plug in church with your name on it. But in heaven, there'll be a plug with your name on it because Jesus remembers as much as you help the least of my brethren, my sisters, you are helping me. Amen? And that is why in this season, we gave out $85,000 in scholarship. Because there are some of our university students, they struggle with paying their fees now. They, the families are struggling. So we didn't want them to drop out of, of school or, or be stressed out with their school fees. So we helped them with, with their school fees. In Myanmar, where we have our orphanage over there, besides the usual monthly help, now we send in extra money to help them in this season. But on top of that, we gave them more money so that they can help the community around them. See, in crisis, you must make your presence felt. We must help. We cannot just sit passively and wait for difficult time to pass. That's not Christian. The world may say, let's just wait for it to pass. But we see it as an opportunity to help. We see it as a test from God who positioned us in a place where we can help. You know, even in, in Pastor Lee and my business, in TC, 
we, in the last three months, where it was during circuit breaker, where all the shops and retail closed down, we paid most of our promoters. Some full pay, some half pay, depending on their financial situation, because they are also suffering. So even though they are not working, we are paying them. Even though the, the business is taking a loss, but we are paying them because we need to be present. We want to help when people need help. Amen? So, so, and then it was almost a surprise for us that then recently the media picked up all this. Like Straits Times picked up on, on our church helping people and an Asian one picked up on my business, TC, helping people. And I was pleasantly surprised because in my mind, or my, my context was that we have been always helping people. So why the sudden media coverage? And then I realized this. While we have been helping years and years and years, but now it's different. Now it's a crisis. And in crisis, people remember. In crisis, people are more impacted. In crisis, people feel it more. Amen? So why should our presence be felt? Well, certainly not for media coverage. Certainly not to, for optics all right, or perception. But principle number three, in crisis, our presence carries God's presence. Our presence, Christians, we carry God's presence. So listen, God's presence is not just is in singing worship songs, though He's there. God's presence is not just in a church worship service, though He's there. But God is not limited to songs or church services. God's presence is with people, Christians, His sons and His daughters, us carrying it to the hurting, to the unchurched. You know, in the Old Testament, you know, if you read in the Old Testament, the Levites, the priests, they literally carried the Ark of God, which symbolizes the presence of God. They literally, four of them, would carry the presence, the Ark of God, on their shoulders. And they would carry the presence of God. Well, today, in the New Testament, we are the priests. Today, we don't have the ark of God, but we carry, we're still carrying the presence of God. And we carry them out of the four walls of the church. We scatter throughout and we carry them to the people who are needy, who needs help, the people in our homes, in our families, in our workplaces, in our school. We carry the presence of God. So, so that is why in crisis, our Christian kindness reflects God's goodness. Christian kindness is critical because of that we reflect God's goodness. People see good before they see God. In other words, when we are good to people, when we are kind, sometimes it gives them a glimpse 
of God's goodness. That we are Christian. Sometimes we can reflect, give people a glimpse of Christ in the Christian. Listen, we are on this earth to be the hands, the feet, the mouth of Jesus. That the Word made flesh through Jesus, but also now through the Christian, that we can carry His presence to people. So people feel His presence through our presence. So it's not that they need to be invited to a church service to feel His presence. It's not like they need to sing Christian songs to feel His presence. Most of all, all the unchurched people feel God's presence through our presence. That's why we need to make our presence felt. Amen? So listen, giving is not just about money. We have, throughout the last few months also, given out uh, money to pastors and, and full-time staff of smaller churches all over the world. See, most of these churches, they, they suffer a drop in income and because they're smaller churches, the pastors and the staff, they, they take a big hit in their salaries or, or even no salary at all. And, and we, we help them financially. We send masks to some of these places who could, in the earlier part of the crisis, where they couldn't purchase them. Um, and Pastor Leah herself recorded 17 uh, messages for 17 churches. And, and so that because they were in the earlier part of the crisis, they were struggling to get their message online. So, so for, for a number of weeks, Pastor Leah will support them like, hey, you can use this. And it's personalized messages. So you need to help people when they need help. In a crisis, make your presence felt. Now, one story that we heard and, and we are so encouraged by it is that it was this pastor, he was praying in the morning, God, we are, our, our church is hurting financially and therefore I need to provide for my family. And he was just praying, God, provide. And then you know what? He says, God replied and God says, don't worry, I am there with you. I will provide for you. Trust me. And then he says, in the afternoon, a text arrived and says, How to God Church, we are going to help you and bless you with this amount of money. He said, you are an answer to my prayers. But let me tell you what, he says this. He says that, yes, I thank you for the money. But more than that, the money is a signal. It's a sign that God provides. That God is faithful. That I can continue to trust Him. So, it is more than the money now. It is now the money is an answered prayer and the, the direction or the, the focus goes onto God. So, He thanks us, but ultimately He thanks God more. And here's a lesson. Our giving or your giving should make people thank God more then they thank you. Because your giving, your help, points them to Jesus. It's not about us. It's about God. When we help people, we are the nurse. We are not the doctor. The people should not be thanking us more. They should thank us out of courtesy and gratefulness. 
but ultimately they should thank God even more. See, the money we sent will be used up very quickly, but he will never forget God's faithfulness, the God who keeps his promises, the God who provides, the God who is with him. And I thank God that us, Heart of God Church, can be used by God in that way. And you, not just as a church, but as individual members, you can do that. You can be the hands and the feet of Jesus, where you can point people to Jesus. Because when people catch a glimpse of your kindness, they also catch a glimpse at God's goodness. Amen? And that's why James chapter 2, verse 14 to 17 says this. James says, Dear friends, do you think you will get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half-starved and you say, Good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you just walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? And I love verse 17. Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageously nonsense? It's not about talking. It's about our words, our action. Don't go M-I-A. Go L-I-A. It is, your faith is not shown by our pious religious words. Our faith is expressed through love in action. Amen? Your presence is powerful, but your presence is more felt than heard. In this season, it's not just about preaching. It's about expressing in action. Amen? You know, finally, I, I heard another story and that really touches my heart. And you know, in our church, we have a young man in university and he just joined us maybe some months before the coronavirus hit. And, and he's a regular attending our church, but his parents, um, they are very against Christianity. So, so they, they knew they are, he, he, knew, he knew that they would go ballistic And so he didn't tell them that he was attending church regularly And then when the coronavirus hit The whole family was affected badly uh, In their finances And then to make matter worse His mom uh, suffered a stroke And it was a serious major stroke That requires uh, surgery immediately And obviously hospitalization And then just around that time our church um, was helping people financially and just and around the same time when his mom was hospitalized the money from our church arrived and and it helped him and so one day as he and his dad was traveling to the hospital to visit the mom um, he took the opportunity and the courage to say dad um, actually, I've been praying for mom. And, uh, and more than praying, actually, my church friends have been praying. Church friends. 
uh, actually, I've been attending church regularly. And then, hope for the, be- the best. He, 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 you know, it could go r- both ways. Because he, his dad could go ballistic. And then on top of that, mom is in hospital. But his dad didn't react negatively. And his, his dad just said, okay. And then, and then he went on to talk about, you know, actually, the, 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 the church has given me money to help me. But now, I can use this money to help the family and to help mom's hospitalization uh, costs as well. And then he said that dad was so touched. And dad says, wow, you can go to church. In fact, you can serve in church. If this is the kind of church, then it's good, you can go. And then dad said, you know, when church resumes, I want to come to your church. And you know what the dad said later? The dad said, you know, when we are going through this difficult time, your church helped. Even some of our relatives didn't help. Some of our blood-related relatives and family, they didn't help. The church helped. So they are a good spiritual family to belong to. You see, people will not come to church, but we can bring the presence of God to them. And how do you do it? You do it by carrying God's presence. You and I, we carry God's presence. And I want to encourage you in this season, don't just wait for it to pass. Don't just go out in groups of five to eat, to celebrate, to have fellowship or to, to go exercise. And, and those are all good things. But, but we are Christians. We are placed in this time, born for such a time as this, put in a position where we can help as a church, as a connect group, as individuals. If you do, will seize this opportunity, you can make a difference. You know, five years from now, 10 years, 20 years from now, everybody is going to kind of milestone 2020 as a very unique year. Everybody will remember 2020. And I want to recall 2020 that in that year, I was not just miserable. I was not just waiting for it to pass. In that year, the most significant time is that I helped somebody. I made a difference. Can I challenge you to do that? God's presence is carried on our shoulders, on our backs. We carry God's presence. Amen? So, some of you, HOGC members, church builders, I want you to take this time to again seek God. Again, ask God who? Ask God how? who around you they may look happy but maybe they're stressed maybe they need help how can you help them spiritually physically emotionally practically find a way this is your time now don't be passive amen but i want to talk to some of you who are just listening to on-air messages online for the last few weeks or last few months um some of you who kind of drifted away from church and, 
and now is a good time for you to come back. I, I want to talk to you. You know, sometimes I hear people ask, where is God? Where is God in all this suffering? And we kind of look at heaven and say, God, where are you? Some people are upset and they kind of shake their fists with, against God and say, where are you, God? Some people are depressed and down and, and more saying, God, where are you? I need you now. But I want to bring you back to this same Bible parable. Where is God? Go with me again to the place where Jesus says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was thirsty and you fed me. And I want to show you in verse 40, the, the king will say this, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. And so you're asking, looking up to heaven, where is God? But where is God? God is not just in heaven. God is with those who are suffering. When you help those who are thirsty, hungry, homeless, you are helping me. So is Jesus sitting comfortably in heaven? Or in this picture, is Jesus sitting beside the homeless, beside the suffering, beside the poor, beside the weak? You got it. You are looking for God at the wrong place. Don't look up. Look down. He is with the suffering people. So when you say, Jesus, where were you? Where are you when I'm hurting? Don't look up. Where is Jesus? He's right next to you. He is inside of you. He is beside you. He is with you. That's where Jesus is. And when you feel the pain, He feels the pain. Because He says, when you do it and you help, my brothers and sisters, you are helping me. He identifies, He empathizes, He feels the pain. So where is God? God is beside you. And you know where else is God? God is not only living vicariously through the suffering, but He is also living vicariously through the helping. So when you say, where is God? And we look to heaven expecting money to rain down from heaven or help to come down from heaven. No, it is coming through Christians. When a Christian helps you, it is God helping you. God lives with the suffering and God lives with the helping. And that's where God is. So if you are wondering where God is, God is with you, beside you. And God is revealing Himself through Christian. And the reason you are watching online, the reason you are gathered in small groups, is because I know there is a Christian. I know there is a heart of God church Christian wanting to love you wanting to show you the love of God wanting to help you and when you say where is God? God is living through your brothers your sisters your friends your family who is helping you so today if you want God you want to acknowledge Him because He's right there if you want to acknowledge Him you want to have a relationship with Him you don't want to ignore Him anymore 
you know what? Let's come to Jesus. Let's all close our eyes. Hallelujah. God is a good God. He is with us. All along, all through our lives, the last 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, He's always with us, especially when we are hurting, especially when we are suffering. Today, if you are not yet a follower of Jesus, if you don't have a relationship with God yet, why don't you acknowledge Him? Don't ignore Him anymore. He is with you. He is beside you. And that's you. You can put your hands on your heart. So I'm going to come to three. If you want to do that, acknowledge the God who has been with you throughout in your pain, in your tears, and He will lift you up. He will help you. He will never forsake you. One, two, and three. Put your hands on your heart right now. Right now. All right? Right now. Do it right now. Put your hands on your heart. And when you have done so, I want to lead you in a prayer to acknowledge Jesus, to get to know Him. So follow me in this prayer. Say with me. Say, Father. Say, Jesus Christ. Say, Holy Spirit. I know that you have been with me all my life. In good times and in bad times. But today, I want to acknowledge you. I want to have a relationship with you. Especially in a time of crisis. I know you are with me. So I ask you, to come into my life and I ask you to forgive me forgive me of my sins my selfishness and every mistake failures shame is forgiven forgotten in the name of Jesus and right now I thank you that I'm a Christian you are my God. I'm your child. And I thank you for the love in my heart, the faith in my spirit, the peace of my mind, and the smile on my face. I pray all this in Jesus' name. And everyone say, and everyone shout. So whether you're watching by yourself, on the screens, on your devices, or you're in a small group, let me tell you, you made the best choice ever. Jesus is with us. You will never, ever be lonely again. Amen. And for, for all the Christians out there, you know what? This is the time to make your presence felt so that you can carry His presence to everyone else. You have reached the end of the sermon. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God. To find out more about us, you can log on to www.heartofgodchurch.org or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at HOGC. You can also follow Pastor Howe on Facebook and Instagram at pastor.howe or check out his website at www.pastorhowe.com.